I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourselves. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? I hear that he does drugs, weed, marijuana. He better. Ooh. He looks like it. Yeah. He looks strong. That's I remember. What, that's what weed heads look like. Strong. Yeah. Classic pothead uh, yeah. physique. I feel like this might have been right around when he started um, his podcast, but I'd worked on a show called Joe Rogan Explains Everything. <laughs> was that a uh, sci fi show? Yeah, it was on sci fi. I think they literally had three episodes, but they filmed his. Like the the pilot for it in his basement, and apparently he just looked really tired. So I cut the spot, and then they sent it over to a like flame artist, and they removed like the bags under his eyes. Oh no like, shit! There was CG. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, that's the weird. most expensive thing. Yeah, it, it would have been cheaper to reshoot it by like half. Well, you know, Joe. Joe's always tired. He's explaining Wait, everything. You call it a flame artist? A flame artist is like, um, it's a specific type of CG that's made for removing things in movies and uh-huh. stuff like that. So, um, when you're doing sp- like practical effects and shit, oh, it's just like wires. tightening up stuff. Yes, you could like. It's I don't know how do the, how does it work? Is it one of those softwares that like you're basically paying like a hundred thousand dollars a month to license? It's like I think about three grand a month to license it, yeah. and. You basically you you put in a video shot and then it builds the room and then you can like like in a three D space and then you can tweak things uh, from okay. there and like yeah. delete things. It's one of the most expensive post production. Right. I think it is the most expensive post production. All thing. of Autoduck's Autodesk's shit is garbage. You guys are too much money. How is anyone supposed to do anything? Dude, you're supposed to work for Marvel. Right. You're supposed to remove mustaches from DC characters' faces. That's <laughs> what it's the, for. Right, I forgot about Just that. the two sides of their mustache. Keep the middle part. Keep the middle part. <laughs> Keep it... Yeah. Make it seem pure. Yeah. Whole. <laughs> How is everyone's week? Oh, we gotta start the show. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm gonna do Rose it. Let's start the show. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Let's start the show. Welcome, Rose Mortem cast, the only show where we talk about history. This one's extra history. This is super history day today. This is like in your school when you do History Day. It's today. To every day is History Day on Roast Mortem Cast. I say you do the intros from now on. Yeah. I really don't like doing them. I've talked about it on the show. It's not because I want to do them that I do them. I just you just push. do it by default. Yeah. Exactly. I push things forward a yeah. bit. Or, uh, Travis, I think you're taking over. Please remind um, me next week I like when that. I forget that I said that. Every day uh, is History Day on Roast Mortem. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. All right. So that's Travis who said that. Uh, that's Connor. Tom who just said uh, that. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, uh, uh, Connor th- says, says Connor. it all. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't Connor's figure that part out. Putting a bow on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How's everyone's week, guys? Oh, it was fine. Connor, why don't you start off? <laughs> uh, my week was good because I... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything I did in the past week. <laughs> all right, I got you. Hold on. Uh, my week... It's very boring, but I have a highlight. Um, two nights ago, I think you were at the house, and there was some kind of argument happening over who fed the dog. 
Oh, yes. And uh, it, it just dragged on and on. Oh, we got out of there ha- right, right as it was starting to kick off. Yeah, but I was just watching your face. Like, <laughs> I was quiet. Like, I, I put my two cents in. I was just like, someone forgot to feed the dog. That's it. It's fine. Yeah, that's what happens. It happens. Oh, but, no. And there was so much arguing happening. I'm just watching Connor, like, react to this, like, this conversation that's lasting about two minutes. Yeah, I was just leaning against the door, <laughs> trying to melt through the glass in order to get away. <laughs> yeah, watching Connor escape psychically yeah. from a conversation of my psychotic family. <laughs> it was That was the funnest thing that happened to me this week. Yeah, so that's... Uh... That's the highlight, I guess, of both of our weeks. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. This is why we need Boston Dynamics to save the world and save families. We need a dog robot feeder guy. Is the dog robot going to feed our real dogs? Yeah, and the robot dogs. I think what it should do is feed dogs, and it should also be a divorce lawyer. Oh, a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it just yeah. fixes the family. Stop it. That's Got right, that Boston out. Dynamics. Come on, guys. Yeah. Priorities, guys. That's what I says. Um, all right, so that was our week, I guess. Yeah. Um, Travis. My week. Well, I cut my hand on a knife very badly. Oh, boy. Did not go to the hospital, but, <laughs> okay. uh, you Let know, me I say. was bleeding a lot. Let me say. I mean, it's covered up. I mean, it's a boo-boo now. Oh, right on the webbing. Right in the wedge, too. Yeah, right in Rough the wedge spot. between my thumb and the pointer finger. Oh. Rough spot to get a cut. Yeah. All right. So there was that, and I uh, had a game sitting on my PlayStation for a while, and I, I didn't even put, like, two and two together that, like, this is what we're covering right now, but I started to play A Plague's Tale, Innocence. Very good game. But were you inspired by our conversation last week about the plague? Uh, yeah. I mean, kind of. Well, that's what I mean. I kind of was kind of like serendipitous. I kind of just started playing. I was like, oh, this is about the plague, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice. But they did an interesting thing where they kind of personified the plague as actual rats. So there's just hordes of rats everywhere. Gross. And, like, the whole thing is getting away from rats. All right. But okay. my history brain can't turn off. And, and I was looking at their armor, and I was like, that's not this stupid fantasy armor. I hate it. Are they wearing male armor? Scales? Uh, not Queerces. scales, more of the, like, pointy, um, like, World of Warcraft armor. Like, everything has spikes. Oh, so, yeah, this, this never existed armor. <laughs> yeah, never existed armor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exists in the, uh, the dreams of Tim Burton armor. That's yeah. right. Or, uh... And the, the God Emperor. I don't yeah. know who created Warhammer, so I'll just call it, I'll just say the God Emperor. <laughs> the, 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 the armor where, if you're walking through the woods, all of your soldiers get their armor stuck on every branch and yeah. fall over. Willow armor, <laughs> yeah. The horse? No, Willow. The uh, the 1988 film starring Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer uh, oh. that they've recently Disney Plus. Yeah, relaunched. I'm not it watching it as a TV I, show. I I think I may have said that I was going to. I changed my mind. Mm. Uh, I'm not watching that show. All right. Oh, Travis, I started playing that game Race the Sun again. Oh yeah, that's oh, your I game. Oh, I remember. You love that. Game. I love that game. <laughs> I'm a simple guy. I just want to go straight. And then turn sometimes. Sometimes I see Tom playing the analog version. It's stare at the sun. Stare at the sun. Yeah, yeah. And you're just looking at the sun. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like, I've realized that. I was thinking about that. I was like, the whole thing is just going as fast as you can into the sun. Trying to catch up to it. Yeah. I'm like, how many hours have I stared into the sun? Many. Yeah. Way too many. More than most. Yeah. Um, That's, uh, but it doesn't sound as uh, involved. As your plague game, 
Yeah, it's a good game. I recommend playing it. But just, uh, you know, I think the developers could have maybe, like, I'm not saying me or us, because we're going to be talking about real history with uh, today's thing, but they could have consulted someone on the armor. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, all right. that's all. That's all. Yeah. Um, well, uh, do you think a drink a beer play a game will have me on to just talk about racist son, or do you think yeah. they're too sophisticated? No, they would absolutely. They would? they they, right. they reviewed they reviewed because uh, I'm a patron patron for them. As, yeah. as if you listen to a show, you should become a patron. I so, agree. Yeah. And I do so, listen to their show from time to time, and I am doing the cardinal sin, which is dipping my toe in for free. Mm, you are yeah. a bastard. Yeah, so it's a I'll bad thing. That. Uh, but I did have them review uh, Lady in a Leotard with a Gun. Classic game. That's a game? Yeah, it's 50 cents on the PlayStation Store. <laughs> lady in, in a Leotard with a Gun? Yeah. Okay. Do you play as the Lady in the Leotard, or do you, are you a gun? Or <laughs> is she the enemy? <laughs> you are the Lady in the Leotard with a gun. All right. You're a fucking Sibian, and you're, uh, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're making everyone happy. You're playing yeah. in, in real time. So let's talk about a lady not in a leotard and does not have a gun because guns, well, I, I mean, oh rudimentary God. guns may have existed around the same time. If Ermine had a Sibian, we, yeah. we never would have talked about her. <laughs> we never would, yeah. <laughs> We're jumping back into Ermine de Reims. And uh, as I mentioned, as I hinted at, we're going to be talking about some real heavy-hitting historical facts. Uh, Connor, I don't know if you're going to be able to keep up. I mean, you walked us all through World War One, very historically detailed. But today we're talking about something way more, it's got more gravity because it affects everyone. We're way talking more about demons. Lots yes. and lots of demons. Can't That's wait. cool. Do you mean like, um, do you mean like spooky, like ethereal demons that come and haunt you? Or do you mean like the, uh, um, like the Fox News liberal demon? Or do you mean which, like which? I mean, just for our inner demons. Yeah, inner demons like, <laughs> like uh, depression, alcoholism, <laughs> and, uh, homosexuality. No, no, boys. This is a very surface level demon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just make it sure. Right? Classic little imps with the trident. That's yeah, what I'm and then they're various forms. Demons oh. are great shape shifters. Shape shifter. Travis is demoning in front of us right yeah. now. Yeah. So the scientific ones, not the ones up for debate. The real ones. Yeah, real ones. Okay, not good. fake shit like, yeah. it, like depression or PTSD. That's fake. <laughs> um, so now we're going to take you through the harrowing, har harrowing year of Ermine's life recorded by her confessor, Jean Legravier. Which, and this is a period from October 31st, Halloween, 1395, to, uh, to August 25th, 1396. 30 that that yeah 30 and yeah blah, blah, blah. man there's just demons in me right now I can't <laughs> there talk. is i think you should let a demon or two out relax yeah what a I'm spooky trying. day to start this diary too yeah look it's i'm having an internal conflict with god and demons right now there's a little demon in my room shouting at me hey, only you, you can hear it are you yeah. sure it's not warwick davis from the hit movie yeah. willow <laughs> I think it is. He's, coming, he's to, coming to yell at Tom for not watching his show. Come on, you stupid Daikini. Just And as I also mentioned last cut. week, I wanna <laughs> we're gonna start this episode by welcome to 14th century jackass. Are we gonna play the Minutemen song? Yes. Okay, hold on. <laughs> 
Oh, that is a great song by the Minutemen. Okay, so here it here we are. It is thirteen ninety five in August uh, or in uh, October. Ermine is living in Val de Colliere with Jean Lagravier as uh, basically her teacher and protectorate. She's a forty something year old peasant lady, you know, doing the whole hail, hail marys and you know cleaning up. Uh, you know, little uh, mistakes, I would call them, in the uh, confession booth by the priests, you know, when they're sitting there and they got to release some of their own demons. Oh, you're talking about scraping semen off of the oak wood paneling. Yes. Ugh, that's been tough. Ectoplasm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, She's also uh, using her Arma Christie tablet. Apparently they had, like, tablets, like, like an iPad back then. Okay. Oh, it's like a Sheikah slate from Link. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Right. So the Army Christie is like, are these small tablets that have um, symbols and objects associated with the passion of Christ. And you're supposed to like learn about these things and it protects you. You kind of walk around with your iPad and it's just got pictures of Jesus and nails and shit like that. The stations of the cross. Yeah. All joking aside, is this like is is it a book or is it just like a slab that has a bunch of like it sounds like remember? a wood carving. It, yeah, it's yeah. like a wood carving. Oh, okay. And sometimes it would be like wood with metal on it or it's Sick. just a plank of wood, like plank. If you know? you're rich, it's like a gold engraving. Yeah. We you got uh, some gold leafing. We miss Mike and his planks of wood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Reminded me of my cousin. <laughs> So Ermine is up late, probably uh, doing some intentional sleep deprivation, uh, praying over and over and over to her rosary. We all know what a rosary is. You're, you're not, you know, we don't know what that is. It's a necklace of beads that has a little crucifix on it and Catholic spray to people with it. That's right. I always see bumper stickers saying, help America pray the rosary. I think that would actually help. I know. Well, first you have to help America do it. And then hopefully that helps America. Yeah, you got to show them how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a while, and it would remove them from their phones for a bit. That's right. Which would be nice. So she's, she's remember, she's thick as thick as a board here. As thick as her Arma Christie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she's, she's playing, praying to her rosary, and then all of a sudden, an unseen hand snatches the rosary out of her hands and the beads go scattering across the floor of her cell-like room. Oh, no. Yeah, it sounds like a plague demon. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely plague demons. You can never see their hands, so. Yeah, it's like, that's I'm, right. I, I'm working with what I got. Right. So I think this she, is called a Chris Pontius demon. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, an, an unseen naked man. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Jean, the next morning... Jean sees her uh, repairing the rosary and questions her about it. She instantly says that it was obviously a demon that did that. And, of obviously. course, Jean is like, yes, that is a demon. I <laughs> confirm that fact. <laughs> Correct. We all yeah. know what demons are. <laughs> yep. Well, class A demon. Now, but that was only just a taste of what old hell satin was going to give her, you know, in the days to come. So a few days later, Ermine is praying again late at night. Again, I, we don't know how long she, uh, you know, slept last. She's probably up for days. <laughs> Who knows? Um, she looks up from her rosary, and standing in front of her is St. Peter. Now, uh, 
Ermine knew that this was not actually St. Peter, but a demon sent by Satan no. dressed up as St. Peter. Oh, that's so disappointing. Imagine right? like seeing, you're like, oh my God, finally, St. Peter, hello. The first pope. You're How not, are you? You're not Shaq. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're not who I thought you were. You're not Charles Barkley. You're yeah. just a wannabe who looks like him. You're nothing like Chuck. <laughs> Now, how would you determine this? You see a saint. How are you going to be like, that's obviously not the saint I know. Um, well, would your, is it kind of like the Ark of the Covenant where if it actually was a saint, her eyes would have burnt out? So she knows because her eyes didn't burn out that it's a demon. Is that's, that what's going on? That's some good logic going on. Yeah, good question. I think that's too much logic for Ermine, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm don't thinking. run it past her, you know? She's, yeah. she's already calling it for what she sees. She's like, you're St. Peter... You can't trick me. I can't see St. Peter. Yeah, where are your keys? Yeah. yeah. Did she see, didn't see the keys? Maybe that's what it was. What's my name? <laughs> well, Can you find it on a list? Yeah. Well, they always say actions speak louder than words. And the way she disseminates that this is not the actual St. Peter is this demon Peter lifts up her dress and tries to see them unkept stanky labias. Ooh. Yeah, Peter wouldn't do that. No, nah, he's, he's not into that. Well, he's yeah. in heaven where there no, there's no need for clothes because you're no longer ashamed of anyone's nakedness. Good so point. Why well, do you need to do upskirt videos to put on XTube? Like, <laughs> I wonder, you know, because they, they have said uh, angels don't have genitalia. Do the saints lose their genitalia too? I would only hope. Interesting. I mean, like, what are you going to do with them? What saintly thing are you going to do? Well, you should probably keep your asshole. <laughs> but aside from that, you just, you know, piss out your ass. Shit out your ass. You like know. a bird, you just be, it's all yeah, one thing. The cloaca. <laughs> the cloaca. Yes. Yeah. The cloaca, but uh, yeah, like, what are you going to do? You know, you don't, listen, Mother, Mother Teresa doesn't fuck. Not here, not in heaven. Not up there. We know that. Well, I'm just saying, I hope that there is at least buttholes in heaven, because I have taken some good poops, and that experience is out of body. Okay. Yeah, out of body. Enough. Like, legitimate and out of body experience. Taking <laughs> yeah. something, you see where I'm going. So after uh, St. Peter tries to, like, you know, take a little look, Ermine resists, pulls down her dress. So Peter straight gently kicks her in the chest, and she goes <laughs> flying across the room, and then, dis and then Peter disappears. Wow. It's a good demon. Yeah. The next morning, a huge black and blue is seen on her chest. And uh, how do we know that this all was true? Because Jean asked her. And she said it was true. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't see any flaws there. Yeah, they traced out the bruise, and it was a perfect size 12 shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an Air Force One. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to kind of like, I'm not going to do ever. Those were like the first attacks. We're not going to stick like chronologically throughout the year. I'm going to kind of uh, bundle all the demonic attacks into different types of demonic Well, themes. There, there's part of me that wants to hear like, I know what you're doing. I kind of want you to pull it back and just, like, tell me every time this woman was punched in the face. <laughs> Dude, there is so many times. Like, it just got boring it's reading fun. the book after a while. It's like, and she got fucking kicked in the ribs. <laughs> oh, man. And then she got curb stopped. <laughs> yeah. And I see Connor's drinking a uh, stone-cold beer, so I'm sure all of these demons, like, broke the beer on their head. And yeah, like, which oh. one of them put her in a stone-cold stunner? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So, all right, we're bouncing around, and we're really going to get into these the weeds of these demonic texts. So, first off, I mentioned that the demon took the form of St. Peter. And now, this was a common trick among the demons. They would like to present themselves as various saints in order to trick Ermine. You know, they'd show up, and they're like, oh, look, I'm a nice boy. And then, ooh, not really nice. Um, right. One saint in particular that shows up a lot... Um, that is disguised as a demon sometimes, and then sometimes he is the actual saint, is a saint called Paul the Simple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I kind of like... I like, know what he, I like knowing without ever hearing about this guy before what he eats for lunch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I like that about a guy. I can trust him. Um, Tuna maybe on not, rye. That's maybe it. not with his personal form factor, but pretty much everything else. It's yeah. like predictable ass Paul. Yeah. They, yeah. Did he have a descendant like Paul the complex or like Paul the intermediate? <laughs> like, nah, Paul this... the fucking like high school atheist. <laughs> yeah. This guy's just simple, dude. He likes to live real simple. He likes to uh, cut out all carbs, you know, just simplistic, lean living. That's good. So uh, Paul lived during the third century, and he actually was kicking it with St. Anthony. Um, and Paul became a hermit for a while, and I think he was killed, uh, martyred by Romans or something. I believe. Yeah, not a great time to be a Christian in the third yeah. century. Nah. <laughs> Maybe the worst time ever to be a Christian, if we're being real. Especially <laughs> to Paul, because, I mean, he's just a simple guy. Come on, you don't want to string that boy up. You're basically pet food back then. Yeah. So we're going to see Paul the Simple pop in and out of our story. But one of the characteristics of, I'm going to call him Demon Paul, is that he was always very, very horny. It's like a horny, <laughs> simple man. Okay. Wait, what's the name of the guy recording all of this? Uh, his name is Jean Legravier. So did Gene and Paul the Simple's demon version have a striking similarity that oh, Ermine might have missed? Good question. <laughs> yeah, that is a good question. We'll return back to that question. There's a guy a who comes bit. into my rooms. He's always hard. Oh, I have no idea what that could be. Yeah, he's got a mustache. <laughs> like a demon. He, he looks just like you, except he has an eye patch. And a we'll, mustache. We'll address Gene and his role in this whole thing. But whenever Paul the uh, demon Paul would show up, He'd always try to kiss Ermine or grab her tits or lift her dress, all while calling her a whore and telling her that Jean, it was Jean and her were both already damned to hell. There's nothing you can do. You're already damned to hell. So you might as well fuck. Well, look, that's, um, that's a true ladies' man. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like, uh, I mean, I don't want to speak bad of uh, people I don't know, but the average ZZ Top. Um, a fan. No, I would contest that. ZZ Top fans are family men. They're yeah, all but when you catch men. them at the bar when they're hell raising, they're all family men in my book. <laughs> Don't speak ill of the ZZ Top fans. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's yeah let's talk they're a little bit fun. more about these saints because all right, I, we can we can move away from uh, you know the saints that are ZZ Top fans. Um, but one night, um, after a demon stole Ermine's dinner, which was a piece of cheese, uh, three saints appeared to console her. Like, oh, we're so sorry that, that your cheese got stolen. Oh, we love cheese. <laughs> yeah. And these were St. Catherine of Alexandria, St. Agnes, and St. Mary Magdalene. Oh, oh, ladies. Not many people girls. know these are the matron saints of Wisconsin. <laughs> And Vermont. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they like Cabot. 
cheese. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're also on our period, so we know what it's like to have your cheese yoinked away from you. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, this Not is before good... chocolate that you just relied on cheese. She, I think cheese can fill that void. Oh, I it already does for me. From a cursory glance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so this is all. This whole event is recorded in uh, Ermine's confession to Jean. So uh, she describes what these women, these saint, saintly women, are wearing. She says they were dressed in dresses of red velvet with birds shining gold scattered all over them, and in their hoods, uh, they, and in their hoods they were like dresses. I don't know what that means, but we're gonna read it. Um, their sleeves were pointed <laughs> and almost touched the floor, lined with ermine inside and out, which is weird because that's her name. Um, some of them had their sleeves hanging down. The others had them swept back over their shoulder. And their dresses were cut tight at the waist and more ample at the hips. Um, and they hugged their breasts so one could see the cleavage of their round breasts. Horny saints. All right. <laughs> yeah. So these these saints are hot. They're smoking. You just described like Elvira, but red. Yeah. Yeah. Love love a long sleeve. Yeah. Oh, that sleeve. Not long lengthwise. Long hanging down yeah. from the wrists. Yeah, like wizards. Wizard robe <laughs> yeah, sleeves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of want a shirt like that so I could just buy it, put it on, and never wear it in public. <laughs> just like stand like this when yeah, you're wearing just it. Look in the mirror once and be like, oh, this is. Look at all this fabric. <laughs> this is the real me, and then put it away forever, because that's not important. Right. We should all know that. Yeah, so you got these three saintly hotties in this room, and then you got stanky-ass Ermine, who I'm assuming is, like, wearing her hair shirt and just, I don't know, crying about cheese that she lost. I got kicked in the chest again. So, yeah. Jean, let me ask you something. Like, in your research, do you think that Jean may have embellished? Like, I Ermine was... Like, there was three ladies who came into my room, and he's like, were they hot? <laughs> uh, Tell me about their sleeves. Were they, were they saints? <laughs> Do saints look hot? <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you should ask. I think there was, there was some embellishing, but not with this one, because so they tell the saints, uh, these three women, tell Ermine that Jean LaGraviar is wrong. To blame women for wearing beautiful outfits. And they said that wearing well according to your class does not displease, displease God. So they're like, yeah, if you got the means, dress like a hottie, you know? <laughs> I'm just picturing him being like, oh, so they, they had a lot of cleavage and they said that was good? They said you're allowed to do that? <laughs> they said I've been wrong about that? That's cool. That's, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> So these thotty saints chatted with Ermine all night, and Ermine actually did believe that that night she was visited by saints. I mean, they were there in her most desperate time when she lost her cheese. And, True, you know, they yeah. showed up, they covered her, she had, they had big titties. These are saints. But when she confessed to Gene the next morning, he said, you're a fool. Those were not saints. They were demons because of their extravagant clothing, and the extravagant clothing pleases the devil and therefore displeases God. This guy got a literal message from God saying, you're wrong, and he's like, no, 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 let me tell you something else, buddy. 
<laughs> just like, oh, look, uh, Gene, uh, last night this guy stole my cheese, and then uh, <laughs> the saints came in. He's like, oh, yeah, tell me all about these saints. And she tell, starts telling the story. She's like, by the way, there was women. <laughs> oh, that's all wrong. <laughs> Go back into your cave, mine. No cheese tonight. Confession is over. I'll be elaborating this in my room. I'll be writing J.K. Rowling-style stories about it. How big were their busts? How big was their busts? Yes. Whoa. I'm talking about their sleeves, too. How, how big were those? <laughs> Do they have implants? Do you think they were natural? Corseted. Them Corseted. Do you think uh, back in the day, in the 14th century, implants were just sand? I don't think they, anyone was implanting. I don't know. Well, I think some people put sand. No, well, were they even cor- uh, corsets by then? Or is corsets later? I think that's a little later. Corsets were to just keep you from being disgusting. <laughs> or was this the time period in Europe where, like, because you there was not enough food, the hotness was being really fat because it meant you were rich? Yeah. Um, I have heard of that. Is this that time period, though? I, I think thought there was a little more Renaissance. Like 1500s. Yeah, yeah that's a little, I think that's like, like 100 them, years in like the future. They like thick in the Renaissance. Thick, yeah. Because, yeah. like, also, at this time period, no one's even seeing royalty or anything. No one's walking right, around. Right, just on a coin, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like, they're they're hiding away. They're like, I'm not fucking... These people can't look at me. They're wearing those pointy hats. Yeah, and this is, like, the height <laughs> of the plague, too. So, like, if you're not, like, emaciated where you can see every rib, like, you're weird. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, just just two hundred years later, and everyone's like, "Oh man, Liam Dunham's so fucking hot." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, those were some, just a couple examples of you know saints. I want you to kind of bank all these different tactics these demons use, sure, because um, they're all going to culminate. Um, so you can they can be disguised as saints, but I know what you're thinking. You're like, Travis, you promised us demons and false visions of false saints. That's not a demon. And let me tell you, we're going to get into demons right now. Real nice. demons. Scary demons. Good. I wanted some fire and brimstone. Figures made of shadow and ash. That's what I want. Yeah. Cool guys. Cigarette yeah. men. Yeah. Cigarette boys. <laughs> So, as we see, demons can take various forms, but when they were unmasked uh, by in, like, the form of a human or an animal, Ermine describes them as this. Horribly hideous and reaching the ceiling with huge mouth fu- mouths full of flames, just like the openings of an oven, and a tongue redder than fire hanging out of their mouths, and uh, with their arms extended with black uh, and and blacker than coal, their eyes throwing fiery rays that made the woman. I guess from, uh, this is in the wrong tense, but made the woman think that these rays would burn out her own eyes. Um, he, uh, demons had wonderfully big horns and ears, and th- th- all over they were blacker than anything else on earth and hairy as fuck. That was actually part of the quote. um and there was no no one on earth who could comprehend comprehend how hideous they were i don't know i i'm comprehending pretty well right now yeah i can follow that (laughs) that's not hard to follow yeah he's got big ears (laughs) red tongue hairy black (laughs) hairy hairy boy (laughs) just just ugly yeah real real 
handsome to I'm some. Kind of picturing. So we forgot to say this, and how was your week? You watched more of it, but we both watched a little bit of Troll One. Yeah, everyone talks about Troll Two all the time. <laughs> still, no one watches Troll One. Still can't get over that the main character's name is Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, That's great. But anyway, I'm kind of picturing the trolls from Troll One when they're doing their operatic uh, music solo. Um, yeah, that's a they, weird part. Yeah, kind of them, but like a little smokier and fire flame wise. They're very gross. Yeah, go watch uh, if you have Amazon Prime. Go watch Troll, the original. Uh, everyone's always talking about Troll too. Oh, it's the cold worst movie ever. Well, guess what? Troll One is a good movie. Yeah, yeah well, Michael what Moriarty is it? killing Nilbog? it. Sonny Bono's in it, huh? Nilbog. Yeah, Nilbog. That was the um, <laughs> in Troll Two. Yeah. What a what a Okay, movie also. It's really not that bad. I've seen enough horror movies. It's just like, this is kind of run of the mill. Yeah. So um, you're saying that these trolls look like the 14th century description that Ermine. That's, my mind is them with flame aesthetics. There is oh, okay. w- one big troll at the end of the movie that yeah. is very much oh, all right. uh, fitting the description. There we go. Now, uh, I said they had black skin. Is that racist? Well, yes, it is. Uh, so ermine in other times during the convention she describes the skin of the demons as that of a distant southern foreigner oh i'm surprised she didn't just say more (laughs) yeah no yeah just a distant southern foreigner (laughs) she never heard the word if she had she would have said more that's what i ask for more cheese (laughs) uh yeah now, these demons almost usually, uh, almost always per- uh, appeared with the sound of demonic trumpets. So they'll be like. Is a demonic trumpet like a French horn? That's pretty. De- I played the French horn. <laughs> a trombone. Yeah. A distant foreign horn. Yeah. <laughs> a vuvuzela. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on top of all this, demons smelled disgusting. Uh. They were their stench was compared to garbage or sewage, and often when they had nightly visits, visits, Jean would come into Ermine's room and smell this garbage sewage smell. All right, in her room, shit in her pants. This is easily the most remarkable thing you've said in terms of all these visitations, because again, it is 1394 in France. The smell already <laughs> must be so bad. The fact that this is noticeably worse. Yeah. Good point. You got to be like 15 kilometers outside of a city to yeah. even smell anything remotely fresh. <laughs> there are literally dead bodies from the plague outside of your window, and you're like, whoa, what? <laughs> this demon stinks. Yeah. <laughs> you think that, like, Ermine was covering for just ripping ass so bad, and, um, like, she would smell it. And Jean was just like constantly smelling. She was on a vegetarian diet. So <laughs> Jean would come and be like, "Pardon, Jean, it smells real bad in here." You guys ever get? Like, st- I don't smell anything. It's I my my nasal cavities are dead. It's all roasted yeah. in there. I don't taste or smell anything. He's like, "Trust me, it's really bad." I've shit my pants. I mean, it's a demon. <laughs> the you guys demon made st- me shit my pants. You guys ever get steak farts? I got bad farts. I mean, I don't really brand them like that. Oh, I don't know. It's whenever I eat steak, it, like it smells like, I don't know, something died up there. I I actually had this discussion once with a group of my friends where 
if you're in a competition of who can produce the smelly farts and you have 24 hours to prepare, what are you going to eat and drink all day? Oh. And I said I'm going to eat lots of pork, a lot of vegetables and with some cheese in it, and then a shit ton of beer. And one yeah. of my friends just said, as many glasses of milk as I can drink in a day. Hey, so you got Yo. one element in there, cheese. Yeah, cheese, right? I has, think, is the big, cheese. yeah. Yeah. Um, yo, if you're actually trying to do that, just don't chew your food. Oh, that's what makes gas. Just, just swallow. Like, just swallow as much, like swallow a bunch of whole peas and bacon. <laughs> your stomach's going to be put in overtime. They're like, oh my God, we got to process this? Oh, no. Fuck out of here. Let's jump back into the demons here. So we know how the demons look. We know how they smell. But what do they do? <laughs> well... We obviously know that they kicked the shit out of her. But the majority of times that they would show up, they would simply just whip their dicks out and wave them around in front of <laughs> Ermine while she covered her eyes with her blanket or tried to use her arma Christi to repel them. Wait, uh, what's his name? Greg, Paul, what's his name? The uh, guy? Paul the Simple? Paul, no, no, the guy uh, recording it all. Oh, Gene LeGravier. Gene. Yeah. Is Gene like, uh, are, are they cut? Uncut? <laughs> yeah. How long? Nine inches? Six inches? Describe the dicks. Flaccid, hard. Uh, any blue veins. <laughs> yeah. They were large. They were very large. Like, literally, they showed up to her room and just windmilled her. Like, they didn't try to, like, do anything. They just windmilled her. I mean... Just picturing the person living in the room next door. It's like, this fucking crazy chick just keeps screaming every night about people stealing her cheese and waving dicks at her. <laughs> Wish I'm, someone would throw a dick my way. I just feel bad... So bad for all the e-thoughts out there now that get constant dick pics in their Twitter feeds mm -hmm. and uh, DMs and all that stuff. You know, they're they're posting naked pictures of themselves and they're also getting demoned. They're the ermines of, yeah. of the modern world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So horrible. Someone's be, people uh, are stealing their cheese. I can't believe it. So like this someone should steal their cheese. Though. It's, <laughs> it's getting excessive with those ladies. Yeah, this is kind of like where I got the whole like jackass vibe because like literally they just show up, pull their dicks out, just wave it around. So this is Steve-O. Yeah. This is the Steve-O demon yeah. that's coming now. And he's like, look at my dick. Okay, everybody, it's me, Tila. You should be sober. Everyone should be sober. Check out my teeth. Yeah. Look at my fucking face. It looks like a whiteboard. You want to write on my teeth with a whiteboard? <laughs> Margaret, here's a marker. You can sign it. That's a great Steve-O impression. When she I hate him so much. He's like, he's constantly popping up in my YouTube algorithm, and I click a video, and I go, I fucking hate this guy. He's such a fucking dork. <laughs> so like, you get sober. Pat Marjorie, you should get sober with me, okay? Go just stand up. Shut the fuck up. So when, when Ermine wasn't able to repel the demon, they would often just come over and, like, kiss her and then just sleep in the bed next to her. And the worst part about it was that they snored all night long. Oh, <laughs> no. So she had a dog in the room yeah. and wouldn't admit it was the fucking dog. I could sleep next to a naked demon, but if he started snoring, I'd have, I'd have to get out of there. Forget it. Forget it. I gotta say, my wife, when she drinks, she snores. Mm. So she's not she's not an alcoholic. No, but so it's only the, once a week or so. The drunk snore, yeah. She just passes out. And I'm like, you <laughs> sounds demon. like you're gargling. You, you demon. <laughs> All right, so I just moved the pillow a bit. You know? Yeah, and she's good. All right, so that really really wasn't like the worst thing that I did. One demon in particular got very frustrated when she wouldn't look at him swinging his dick around. So okay. he grabbed Ermine by the feet. 
slang her over her back, uh, over his back, like, you know, right over his shoulder. Then he tied her upside down to the ceiling so her dress fall, fell over her head. And then he began to beat off in the corner. Oh, wait. If her dress... How could she... Oh, just heard... She heard it. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> two, no, two notes on that story. Um, snoring is worse. <laughs> Secondly, this is what Madonna wants to happen to her right now. Like... Oh, yeah. She's just like, I just need attention so bad. Like, I will tell you anything. Do you think Madonna spent most of her life trying to channel Ermine so that she could just live through... This, this year <laughs> i think she's trying to become one of the demons like really she is rough like me and gab are just watching her online it's like how is this person alive like what is going on here <laughs> awful that's also a strong demon yeah tying someone up uh while you're swinging your dick around how yeah. he- well ermine was light Oh she's yeah, only eating a slice of cheese a day. <laughs> she's probably like four eight. It's a crash yeah. single. She's four eight, and, tall uh, for the time. <laughs> yep. So she was pretty much unharmed for with this particular attack. Just you know, she is tied up to the ceiling. Um, other times, the demons not necessarily when they weren't when she wouldn't look at uh, their dicks. Sometimes they the demons would tie her up on the floor and then start kicking her. Oh, this poor girl. Yeah. She just wanted to love God by beating herself, and instead all these other guys are doing it. Why didn't she uh, choose to sleep with someone else in the room that she knew wasn't a demon? Dude, that's blasphemy. She obviously liked it, is what I'm saying. (laughs) At this point. It's like, hey, Gene, uh, can you make me a bunkmate with one of the other... No, this is great research. (laughs) No, you have a cell. You have a stinky cell. You're being in jail because you're a woman. (laughs) Now, demons were not always male with dangerous dongs. Sometimes they were buxom lady demons with tight black dresses. And dongs? Yeah. And dongs. No, that comes later. Uh, um, so after one night, three male demons showed up in their room, and without a word, like, they were just like, poof, in the corner, and just like pulled their dicks out. <laughs> All right. It's old hat at this yeah. point. I mean, like... I've only been hearing about this for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of used to it. Yeah, All I'm right. pretty we got, we got big yeah. dicks. So then around. Ermine nice tried guys. to shield her eyes. You know, she's like, I don't want to see them dicks. But then three female demons showed up and pulled their tits out and started to flash her. She's like, ah. So Ermine, I guess, like, because her hands were so small and emaciated, she had to, like, choose. Yeah. What, what, what she could see. I, I, could only, I could either see dicks or boobs, not I can't look away from both. It's impossible. I have thin eyelids. <laughs> the demons began to fuck at the bottom of her bed. Just, you know, having a little orgy down there. That's great. And whenever any of the male demons uh, came, there was the sound of the demonic trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> Just a picturing of Vuvuzela every yeah. time. <laughs> Vuvuzela in a black raw video. <laughs> They all poofed and vanished after a while, but they left behind that garbage stink that was, you know. Oh, well, now we know what it is. It's just their semen. Yeah, yeah. it's demon jizz. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, I want, like, a trump, like, a, I want to hire a trumpet player to just be in the room, just to be like, <laughs> that'd be a good <laughs> trumpet player. Yeah. Really ambiguous looking. Kind of like man- mannequin looking. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want to think either way about you. Just play the, the horn. <laughs> I want to think you're a statue. Yeah. It's like a mariachi band. Paint, paint yourself silver, actually. That'll help. If you're <laughs> handsome, put on a mask. Um, this was not the only time demons would just show up to a room and bone on the floor and then leave. This was like a reoccurring thing. And it's only at night this is happening, right? So far. Yeah. All right. I'm going to posit another theory of what might be actually happening. Has Ermine ever heard of dreams before? <laughs> yes. Good point. We're going to talk about her actual dreams coming oh, up. Okay. All right. Um, Thank God we're, we're uh, going to be distinguished enough. Oh, yeah. With, oh, with yeah. differentiating yeah. what is dream and what is uh, sex. The actual sex man. demons that show up. So demons would often work in tandem with other demons masquerading as saints. Right, so you'd have regular-ass demons, and then, like, saints showing up and, like, pretending to be the good guy, right? But then Oh, good, little good cop, bad demon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, one night, Ermine was beaten and tied to the floor by three demons. And while she's on the floor... Um, <laughs> it's funny. Usually, it's, that's I not mean, funny. Segment. We're thirty minutes in. Yeah. It's funny at yeah. this point. <laughs> just like, oh, the, this time they tied her down. Not last night. Like, ah, they're just beating the hell out of me. <laughs> so she's on the floor. She's trying to free herself, and then poof! All of a sudden, jolly old Saint Nicholas shows up. Oh, <laughs> great! <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing not twenty first century. American Santa. Coca-Cola right. Santa. Santa. <laughs> Shut my Norman Rockwell cock. <laughs> so, obviously, Ermine's like, you're not real Santa. You're an imposter. <laughs> you're you're the Grinch. Yeah. But Ho, ho, ho. He shoves her fucking foot into her ass. You know, like, turned around Ralph. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's Billy Bob Thornton Santa. Yeah. Well... Saint Nick unties her and says, like, no, I'm the real Santa Claus. I'm Saint Nicholas. And he says that he'll protect her. And so that was the end of her beatings at night. Like, you know, Santa tucked her in. She still was, like, a little leery, though. So the next night, demons showed up again. Again, they beat her in hogtire. Saint Nick appears once again, frees her from the ropes, and Ermine still doesn't believe that she, he's Saint Nicholas. This is a test. Yeah, there's a test. Mm. You're not yeah. Santa. Um, so she she keeps arguing with Santa for like an hour or so until <laughs> Saint Nick is like, "Fuck this!" ties her back up and gives her a kick in the ribs and vanishes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did Jean ever come into the room in the morning and she was all tied up? Like, was she good at that? Well, the next mor morning, you know, people would see the welts or the rope marks where she had been hogtied. Uh, she would somehow free herself, you know, by the... Uh, another saint would show up and free her, like, Paul the Simple or something like that. You know? <laughs> this is a bunch of, like, saints hanging around playing cards in heaven and going, us, we gotta go untie Ermine. Hey, whose turn is it uh, to take to free Ermine from yeah. the ropes today? All right, let's play a couple more hands and then I'll yeah. go untie her. <laughs> Now, I'm gonna, we're going to touch on the dreams, and we're going to deal with the dreams and also Gene's role in this. So, you may have noticed that a lot of these demon visitations have been very sexual. Um, and, well, while you might be right, I mean, Ermine was in her late 40s and probably still very horny at the time. Um, and she often 
described confessed to Jean of having ugly ugly dreams, as she called them. Okay. Of joining in these orgies and getting railed out by you know saints and stuff. Oh, all right. So she just wants to bang Jesus. I don't think there's anything wrong yeah. with that. You see him all day flexing up on that cross. I mean, feelings are going to get aroused. Draw him pretty just hot. Put my, put want to want to put my fingers in that spear wound. <laughs> so yeah, usually she would have these ugly dreams, and then she'd wake up and see the demons fucking on the floor. So there's a distinction. Oh. There's ugly oh, dreams. Okay, so she has was... the ugly dream of her participating, and then wakes up to the seeing the demons doing it. Yeah. Gotcha. So she was clearly doing definitely, it. definitely, <laughs> definitely different. I'm totally awake. Now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Jean knew that this was a serious issue. These ugly dreams and this woman in her forties being sexually active, because especially with medieval widows, because you see there was a science at the time. So they believed that widows needed to be married off right away. Because if not, the widow's uterus would clog up with unused semen, and consequently, and consequently, the widow would desire more sex to relieve the cumminess of her uterus. Wait, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. They thought that the semen was already in them? I, I was trying to think about that too. <laughs> like, why are they getting banged out and getting the semen, or the semen's already in the uterus? I think it's like it's like a dumb idiot drunk logic in a way where it's just like you keep asking for someone for cigarettes like while you're drinking and eventually like you're both drunk enough and the guy goes I gave you so many cigarettes man why don't you smoke one of those <laughs> and they don't realize it's all gone it's right up you right. know they don't know what semen is I mean <laughs> they they're just like well you put some in there and sometimes when the Lord blesses thee. Your babies are coming out. Yeah, was this this is probably the time where they still thought that like women were purely just a vessel for for men to give them the children. Yes, I mean, yeah, that's. But I like this this semen buildup that happens in widows. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, (laughs) if I had her husband like forty, like sixty, like (laughs) he was probably shooting blanks by the time they got married. This does sound like the worst like setup for a porno ever. Like I need more semen, or else I'm gonna get too horny. <laughs> or else there's gonna be too much semen yeah. inside my body. Oh god! If I don't if get you, semen. don't fuck me right now. I'll be fucking everyone. It's like the Save porn me. version of uh, that Jason Statham movie, Crank. Crank. Oh yeah. <laughs> I need you to do me a favor. I need you to fill me with cum. <laughs> Put your dick through this window. <laughs> But this is what they thought. Wow. They thought their their uterus fills up with cum. This is science, right. dude. I mean, this is they all, probably yeah. This is also someone this, probably believed that some society or city or whatever probably believed that for an extended period of yeah. time, yeah. like well into the 1600s. They're just like, <laughs> oh my god, your husband died. We gotta get you another one. Yeah, like or somewhere in <laughs> somewhere in Denmark where they're like, we got a new widow. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to marry this old hag? <laughs> yeah. If we don't marry her quick, we're going to all be plowing her. I mean, this was also a time period where they had invented glasses, but they thought that, like, vision was beams coming out of your eyes, not, like, beams coming into your eyes, and that the glasses, like, fixed the beams coming out of your eyes. I, you know what? I want, I'm just going to believe that for the, for now. I, th- <laughs> yeah. I think that's cooler, so I'm just going to say that's how our eyes work. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, life would be a little more magical. Yeah. If science didn't ruin everything. If my eye my eye beams are what shows me the world. Yeah. Thanks, Bill Nye, for fucking ruining the magic. <laughs> We're taking it back. So we have to deal in the medieval world, you have to deal with widows because they will stop at nothing to seduce young, potent men. And we all know how dangerous a cougar can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some reason, I only ever run to cougars when I'm dating someone, or now married, but every t whenever I'm single, I'm like, man, that'll be fun. It's like, they are nowhere to be found. <laughs> <laughs> now, you might think that these demons are not really supernatural at all. What if it was just Jean LeGravier? Maybe he's doing some weird, like, clandestine, nightly romance, darker side of bondage rapey thing going on. Yeah, a little eyes wide shut in the monastery. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we, you know, we can forgive that because of the time period. But the blackface, unforgivable, <laughs> unforgivable. Dude, the Trudeau face, dressing yeah. up as a, a southerner. Yeah, <laughs> or a, or a yeah, Canadian prime minister. Yeah. <laughs> so we we can we can deduce that I don't think that this was Gene. Let's be trying to cover his tracks, which back in the day, may, you might not even really need to do that. Because Gene repeats over and over that him and Ermine were not an item. Uh, so there's this concept back in the day in the medieval times of a holy couple. So that would be like a monk or a nun or someone, anyone that had taken the vows to chastity. Um, it's Well, they base that off of like Jesus and Mary Magdalene, right? That was how they explained that one away. Yeah, like that they were married in a sense but they couldn't actually bone in real life. But when they died and went to heaven, they'd be married and could bone in, uh, for eternity. Oh, well, that answers our earlier question. The saints have genitalia. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like Allen key. It's like <laughs> Ikea sets, though. Like, you yeah. get like, oh, my dick looks like one of those wooden pegs from Ikea now. Yeah, and also like boning in heaven. Your the side yeah. of a bed. <laughs> yeah, boning in heaven might be like kissing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> soft kissing. No tongues either. No so, need to talk. So are they a holy couple? Well, well, yeah, so instead of no sex before marriage, it's literally like no sex before death. Okay. <laughs> um, so Gene repeats over and over again that Ermine and him are not a holy couple. Like, uh, I am not, I'm not getting married to this stinky bitch. Is this a case of uh, the lady doth protest too much? You think he's saying no, 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 no. There's a... A lot of questions being asked about my I am not having sex with Ermine t-shirt that are already answered by the t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, it could it could very well be that um, he he wanted... Like, she could have been a freak in bed, and he's, like, really into it, but she's kind of one of those people who, like, doesn't brush her teeth. She's mm. nasty. She's cheese. Yeah. So, like, he's off on it, but, like, everyone else is like, that... That skank? Yeah, her? He's like, no, no, of oh, course not. No, no, yeah, she might no. live right underneath me and get railed out by demons. All Do I look like a demon? Am I a demon Let me guy? ask you a question. Do I look like a demon? No, but oh, oh, kind of not like you're questioning the validity of graphic tees, because whenever I see a bitch fell off the back, <laughs> I call 911. <laughs> if you're reading this, bitch fell off the back, oh, no, it's a lady on the road. <laughs> Stop taking your calls. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, your bitch, she's gone. <laughs> Um, so now demons didn't always just come. We're gonna move on because it, it's demons. They didn't always just it come. It is demons. <laughs> it is demons. It's not Gene. Not Gene. 
Okay. All right. So demons didn't always just come and wave their dicks around or come to bone other demons. Sometimes they would try tempting um, uh, Ermine with like conversations about her, you know, dogmas and all and the religious practices. Oh, I hope they got real technical. Like, do you believe that this Holy Spirit is descended only from God or from Jesus and God both? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I could. I mean, I my brain is stuck here. I just am thinking of Steve-O asking her to get sober, <laughs> even though she's already sober. That's all, all it is. Just like, Rabbi, <laughs> you should be sober. Okay. <laughs> I need to ask you questions about transubstantiation. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> so listen, all this God stuff is great, but it seems like you're focusing on it a bit much. <laughs> you should do stand-up comedy and be sober. <laughs> well, Connor, I mean, it, it wasn't very complex because we're dealing with the ermine. Uh, mainly, a lot of the conversations were like, why are you wearing a hair shirt? And why are you tying a fucking rope around your... Like, stop. You're not pleasing God. This sounds God. like it's actually the saints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not pleasing God, so they're nice demons. They're like, "Why are you what are you doing this for?" <laughs> Sometimes they sh they told her to leave the protection of Jean and go back to the country and just live a country life. Or sometimes they tell her to join oh. the roaming bands of people flogging themselves, which was a thing at the time. You see that in movies, right? You know, they're coming to the village Wait. and they're flogging each other. Hair shirts, no good. Flogging yourself, A-OK. But at least you're hanging out with other people. Your peers. You know, they're like the goth kids ah, roaming gotcha, around, gotcha. you know? Yeah. <laughs> find, your, find your weirdos yeah. to hang out with. But all of these nice demons were merely tricking her and trying to pull her off the path, the holy path of penance, you know, retribution, self-retribution. So they weren't nice. They're demons. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, there's another element here. Demons could appear as various animals. Now, usually the demons would apply would uh, uh, perform. But yeah. usually the demons would show up as flies or toads or snakes, ravens, lizards, sometimes even bears in her little tiny room. All right. Are you gonna rape me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's just starting to tie herself up because they don't yeah. have thumbs. Like, <laughs> like I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, During one morning confession, she complained that she had a migraine, like a super bad headache, and felt like her head was gonna explode because all night flies had flown into her nose and were chilling in her brain. <laughs> <laughs> that might have just happened. <laughs> yeah, true. She lives in shit, so probably. Yeah. She also said that sometimes flies would, quote, go up her dress and live inside her body. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That's, oh, that's the type of Sibian she is. <laughs> yeah, it's just insects. <laughs> it's the Lord's creatures. Yeah. They vibrate. Humming away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a story about a massive bear that appears in her room with fiery eyes. The bear fucks her up like uh, Revenant style, <laughs> you know, just like throwing her around the room. And as she's laying like cowering in the corner, the bear proceeds to piss on her floor at the foot of the bed. <laughs> uh, she then slept in the corner. The next morning, Jean shows up in her room, sees her in the corner and like sees her beat up all the cuts all over her body. And then he sees a huge puddle of piss at the bottom of her bed. He noted that this must be the piss of the demon bear because Ermine went to bed without any water 
and <laughs> the amount of pee <laughs> on the floor was more than a human could make. <laughs> well, gotta be the piss bear. <laughs> I've seen this before. Yeah. I've woken up to this piss at the end of my bed. <laughs> I've definitely been drunk and peed on things I shouldn't pee on. Oh, gosh. I have a habit of that. When I come home, like, blackout. One time I peed on my TV. <laughs> oh, you do that? You're one of those Yeah, guys? like, I'll just, like, pee where I think I'm in the bathroom, but I'm you not think, in yeah, the bathroom. <laughs> I've heard of that anomaly. I've never done that. Dude, it's terrible. Uh, me, and Matt, uh, me and our buddy Matt do it. I've had many conversations with Matt about that. Oh, yeah. Matt's told me about him <laughs> just pissing in all the closets in his house. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a reason to drink more. Yes. Yeah. But, so you can really get down to the bottom of your problems. She didn't, you can sort them she out. didn't drink. She just had cheese. That's it. And like we know, we, she didn't have water, yeah. so we knew it wasn't her. You know how like you wake up in the morning and your breath is awful? Imagine <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're uh, in 1390s and you eat cheese and go directly to bed. <laughs> Imagine that breath. That is demon oh, breath. Oh, man. So there was one night where ravens and lizards came into her room and started to peck and bite at her face. Obviously, we saw those bites <laughs> the next morning. Every time you describe something bad happening to her, I laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm genuinely excited by the notion of this I'm woman just, getting torn yeah, to pieces. I'm just excited to each new level of torture she's undergoing. Yeah. <laughs> Can I guess one? Am I allowed to guess one? <laughs> yeah, go for it. All right, so then the next night, uh, while while she was sleeping, a horde of squirrels came in and scraped her and shit in her mouth. I'm just gonna, Is that close? I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> scraped her whole body, not just one bit. Gene just didn't record that one. Yeah. yeah. He was like, uh, I'm really tired last night from scratching you so much, I can't record. So we've got like a whole bunch of different animals. You know, we got bears, we've got flies, which I feel like flies are very associated with the devil nowadays. But the two creatures that represented sexual urges and like the devil the most back in the uh, 14th century, obviously it's the snake and the serpent that has like biblical things. But the other one, the ultimate sexy animal that represents like just sex and you know, slug? Yeah. rabbits sluts rats rabbits no a toad a toad toads were the ultimate sexual animal well i mean that that story about kissing the 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 toad prince makes a little more sense yeah yes um so there are multiple <laughs> this is hot toad yeah there are, i'm gonna shove my tongue in it there are there are multiple statues and illuminations depicting toads being sexy as fuck um, there's a statue in Mosaic of a voluptuous woman being attacked by toads who are sucking on her pussy and two snakes sucking her nipples. It's kind of cool. I'd like to see that I, <laughs> for science. All right. So if you want to see that picture of them, toads and snakes sucking on titties and pussies, then you should go to our discord. <laughs> <laughs> it's full. Yeah. Of them. It's full of pictures. Just Loads like of that. them. All right. So, uh, this, Concept, we're going to keep talking about sexual toads for a little bit. So the fact that there, there was also a bunch of French and German traditions where the toad straight up represented a vagina in general. Um, people, okay. people would often give like to toad statues or like votives to pregnant, pregnant women to 
uh, aid in a successful childbirth. So you'd be like, here's my toad, my cute little toad statue. I hope your baby comes Great, out this right. is going to help it hurt a lot less. Yeah. yeah. Put uh, it with the other toads, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a German fable where a woman's sex separates itself from her and takes the form of a toad. Um, and so the woman and the toad are like looking for each other in the streets, and finally they find each other and reunite as one. It's like her, her sexual being, her sexual self, becomes the toad. Mm. It's like that South Park episode where Garrison tries to get his penis back on, and then it's on a mouse. Yeah, and it's right. running all over town. Like, my vagina, it's running away from me. Someone help me find my vagina. It's ribbity. So, Ermine has multiple encounters with demonic toads. Um, the first time, she's just awakened by sounds of three toads croaking. And she apparently says that they are the sides of ducks. She tries, she tries to shoo them away with a stick. And she successfully gets them to go out the window. But then she falls asleep and starts to have a dream where the frogs are jumping onto people's faces and sticking their heads into their mouths. She's like, that's a weird dream. I don't like this dream. And then she wakes up, and there's a toad latched onto her face, sticking its head down her <laughs> mouth, suffocating. Oh, no. Her, her dream is becoming reality. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. This poor girl. Suck a frog, bitch. Also, if the toad represents a vagina, I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is probably every bisexual person of the uh, 1300s was dealing with something like this in their yeah. brain. Yeah, just being told they're going to hell all the time, and just like, oh god, I just want to lick some pussy. I just want to eat frogs. Yeah. So anything. Yeah. So Ermine manages to rip the toad off of her face. She throws it on the ground, then blasts it with some holy water, just like you know Castlevania. She has that holy water on tap. She's like, Pfft. all right. So there's a. There is a uh, hole in Jean's story with the bear piss. Back to that. <laughs> she went to bed without any water. How'd she get holy water on? Right. Dude, right. Just keeping that around? Dude, holy water cannot be piss. It's holy water. Oh, right. You can't drink holy <laughs> <Yeah>. water. <laughs> Why not? Why can't you drink holy water? I don't know. <laughs> it's just Desani, to be real. I mean, you see them in the back. They're just filling it up with Desani. <laughs> Yeah, they put like a rose petal in it. They go, oh, it's free. See, the, the priest at your local Catholic church, he's like, gets a Aquafina delivery. He's like, I can't give this to the people. It needs to be Desani. <laughs> we have a contract. Yeah. <laughs> I expect it to be honored. The exclusive hydration partner of the Catholic church. Oh, man. Uh, so a few nights later after this toad attack, she wakes up and there are three toads jumping around between her legs, nibbling at her thighs, and jumping on her belly. She blasts him with the holy water and then falls back asleep immediately. <laughs> uh, Deep sleeper. Yeah. Then one. she has some very, quote, very ugly dreams, and she wakes up, and next to her is laying a naked demon, snoring away, sleeping in her bed. Mm. Very tricky. Too bad. Uh-oh, who did I go last night? <laughs> the demon's wondering the same thing. Yeah, he's like, this bitch is beat up. <laughs> I can see her ribs. I don't know what the boys are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I said I was going to come in here and uh, rape you, but uh, I'm not feeling it. So I'm just no going to sleep. And um, 
You could just say I raped you, right? <laughs> you tell the guys back at the station. Yeah, just say it. I mean, it's awful uh, for you. Uh, win win for me. I'll rough you up a bit if you want. So Gene thinks that something happened, but uh, yeah. Gene is like listening. And he's just like, doesn't sound like he's raping her. <laughs> Uh, Ermine is also, I mentioned the snakes So snakes would often appear They would slither up in between her thighs They would also strangle her uh, Wrapping themselves around her neck And try to, again, trying to force their heads Into her mouth or nose There was a series of serpent or snake attacks That lasted a week And people could see the black and blues Around her uh, neck And Ermine spent the week Non-stop vomiting (laughs) All right <laughs> Must uh, be true. All right. Yeah. Must <laughs> like be the true. rest of this story. I don't know. I'm getting. I'm getting numb to all these. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's really not. Uh, you know when they say like storytelling, you could uh, you could use one bullet more effectively than a thousand. Well, well we're kind of dealing with that right now. Well, except it's uh, penis. Here's the the big bullets coming, right? Yeah. 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 So well, the thing is, is up until now we've just been talking about Ermine's bedroom when she's alone at night. Um, one might just discredit this as night terrors or whatever else we've talked about. But the following demonic attacks um, were, the, and, and the most severe often happened within the public eye. So oh boy. strap in. We're going to jump right into it. So one of the first public demonic attacks, attacks happened on a cold winter day, January 28th, uh, 1396. Ermine was ordered to go to the prior of St. Denis to do her penance at the San Mar Chapel. So she's walking along through Reims. She's walking the city streets alone on her way to the chapel. And all of a sudden, a demon in the form of a man comes up to her, grabs her titties, and says, Where are you going, you whore? Are you going whoring? Are you sure that was a demon? What? Yeah. So Ermine responds, no, sir. On the contrary, I'm on the way to Saint-Denis. And the demon- I just love on, uh, while, while her tits are being grabbed. On the contrary. Yeah. <laughs> no, sir. Yeah. So the demon, still grabbing her titties, says, by God's blood, you're lying. You're going whoring. You only live to whore. You're a dirty, evil whore. By God's death. May I just kill you? Huh. And with that, he vanished. Mid All right. Titty squeeze. And yelling. I feel like I've seen that scene before. <laughs> Somewhere. Somewhere online in yeah, short so, format. So wait, were other people around? Well, uh, he vanished and people reported hearing the insults, but that no one had seen the man. Okay. So they were like, we heard someone calling someone a whore. But didn't see anything. <laughs> that's, that's just Tuesday. Yeah. Turns out it was Warwick Davis. <laughs> um, so on Maudy Maudy Thursday, that's Maundy Thursday. That is that a holiday? Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That. Uh, it's don't probably know. something they celebrate in New Orleans. Um, some visit some demons visited her room and threatened to crucify her. Um, they laid her down on the floor in the form of a crucifix and then started to pull on her arms so hard that they were about to pop out of her sockets. Now, a few days passed, and the same demons appeared, and they started taunting her that there was no afterlife. And one demon says that all humans are nothing but dumb beasts, 
There is no hell. There is no paradise. So Ermine spits on him and calls him a dirty demon. And, uh, you know, he thought that he could sway her to abandon her faith. How dare you? So the demon picks her up and chucks her out the window of the shirt of her oh my of God. her room into the church courtyard. <laughs> Oof, Jesus. Oh man. This is a woman who's like uh just trying to kill herself a bunch of times poorly <laughs> and then explaining it away when she's embarrassed. Ermine, what happened? Uh, the demons flying out the window. Yeah. The demons, there's the demons again. Um you know, it'd be really funny if this was all true and she was like in hell right now. Just <laughs> because, like, she did something dumb. Yeah. She, like, had a nasty thought. And she's still now, even though they were like, you could have just been banging. Could have been hanging banging out. all these demons. Could have yeah. been banging, hanging so, out. You we could we would have stopped bothering you. Yeah. So if chucking this bozo out a window wasn't enough, the demons started to take her on joy rides. They would lift her up out of her bed through the window and fly fly her above the church. Uh, one night they just whipped her around and her shoes flung off, which were discovered by the groundskeeper the next morning, far from her room. Um, uh, there were a few nights. A few nights later, the demons did the same thing, but this time they left her on top of the steeple, where she. <laughs> Yeah. This is awesome. Like, yeah, this part is cool. Yeah, so they she clung to the wall of the steeple for dear life, and the demon floated above her, taunting her, waving their dicks around. <laughs> and they told her that they would let her down if she admitted that Jean LeGravier was a cheat and a liar. So she, she stuck so to her gun. She stuck to it? Yeah, she, she stuck to her gun. She defended her boy Jean. So they hoisted her up. And, you know, by one foot and dangled her over the edge, threatening to drop her. Again, she would not defame Jean. So the demons let her go. <laughs> she dropped. She fell from the steeple to the ground, landed in the church courtyard. Um, Did she, she laid survive? There, well, she laid there unconscious for a while. And then the uh, Paul the Simple appeared. This time, not the horny demon one. Helped her up and led her back to a room where he tucked her in. Oh, thanks, Paul. Paul the Simple walking by the church courtyard, yeah. sucking down a few circus peanuts, <laughs> going, "Hey, you don't, you don't belong here. Yeah, <laughs> get you home." Yeah. So on top of a few broken bones, uh, the next day, um, the next morning, the groundskeeper also found a bunch of her clothes that had flung from her body, just in completely different parts of the church grounds, like spread out around. They're all like car fresheners that Jean was putting on her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now the last public assault is probably the most interesting in like a historical context. So while Ermine was walking Reims one day, she was approached by three men dressed in black, riding black horses. So like the guys from Lord of the Rings. Oh, the Nazgul. Yeah, Nazgul. Awesome. Um, these men abduct her and ride her out of the city into the woods called Natayu. And Natayu happened to be where Crazy Gene was off in the woods. Remember him? The guy. Yeah. Oh, Crazy Gene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy Gene. Second coming of Moses. So <laughs> they bring her to this outlaw priest sermon where he's preaching about the Italian papacy. And. So 
uh, Ermine's like, I don't know what I'm what I'm doing here. He's talking about like this pope isn't the one that Jean uh, Lagravier is telling me is the right one. I, what's going on? Now, uh, this crazy Jean would also appear to her oftentimes as like a disguised demon in her room. So this kind of shows that she was thinking about that what great Western schism that we talked about. Mm-hmm. She was kind of wrestling with that idea of like who is the real pope. Um, and she, by the way, she made it back home from the woods, thanks to Paul the Simple again, of course. Oh, he's just a nice guy. He's a nice dude. Um, that's kind of doubled up there. Uh, so if Ermine wasn't confused enough, uh, a new shape-shifting demon appeared in her room normally towards the end of this uh, experience. And this demon was disguised as none other than Jean LeGravier. Oh, shit. Whoa. Whoa. Plot twist. I ran out of makeup. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all out of shoe polish. (laughs) I don't like the way this pine tar smells. I tried the cork thing they said to do. It doesn't work. It doesn't work that well. came right off. Not good for salt. (laughs) Well, Ermine was able to see through this trickery because imposter Jean would often tell her things like, the Eucharist was nothing but just bread, not the actual flesh of Jesus Christ. See, you should try finally this some transubstantiation talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was getting real. She also knew it was a fake gene because it had a 15-inch dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the real genes got a very tiny penis. Yeah, teeny tiny. Well, sometimes Gene would show up and get a little touchy. The demon Gene would get a little touchy with her. Try lifting her skirt. Or sometimes you just bust into the room and like go full Bruce Lee on her. Just like <laughs> kick the shit out of her. Just get an arm bar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking like there's a priest just embodying uh, the ultimate warrior running into the ring. Yes. <laughs> a, a, a four foot eight woman throwing her down the stairs. <laughs> just blasting her and staying holy yeah now if if some of these interactions kind of uh pings you in the brain it's like that's familiar um so there was like flying around communing with animals and going off into the woods and talking to heretics spooky ass animals People are like, why didn't people think Ermine was just a witch? You know? Fair. Yeah. Um, well, the answer is, is that it was mainly just sheer timing. So although the concept of like eagle, evil pagan like hags and magicians and saucers existed at the time, the concept of witch had not really been developed or codified just yet in the 14th century. The following century, in the 15th century is when Ermine probably would have, like, been put on trial and drowned or crushed or hanged or burned Burned at the stake. stake. Yeah. Yeah. Help, I got assaulted. You're going on a fire. Yeah. We're going to put you on fire right now. Prove you're not a witch by escaping from this burlap sack with a dog, a cat, and a snake, and we're going to throw you in a river. Yeah. We're also going to, like, stab you with beforehand. (laughs) Yeah, so in the 14th century and early, these women that would go through what would be considered like witchcraft later were uh, like these demonic tests were seen and abuse were seen as like they were being tested by God and not like communing with the demons. Mm. Um, 
God was pissed back then. Yeah. God was really an angry guy. Yeah, I Old mean, Testament type. He just shake about out. that. I, the medieval era, God was just like, everything's bad, and it's God God's fault, and for some reason, that's good. Yeah. That's how we like our God. That's how we want to live. Yeah. Oh, does your life suck? Thank God for that. <laughs> Don't be not sar- God not sarcasm. Now. Thank yeah. him. He's a genius. Yeah. He did this so well. This is the best. He's the best programmer ever. <laughs> he did it the right way. Dude, he's like Neo. Yeah, he basically he was like, I'm gonna make you an Excel that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna thank him. <laughs> so yeah. I've heard I've heard some naysaying this episode and you know, about like, well, it may have just been Jean and it was making it all up. Like she's just a crazy lady, whatever. Um who was saying that? Well, you, you know, Connor, <laughs> you were hinting at it. You were like, oh, that might be Jean. You know? I don't remember. I've been drinking this episode. <laughs> so I don't know if I said anything like that. I I could have. Well, how do we know that Gene was or that Ermine wasn't this night making this up? This is the the proof, the real proof here. Gene asked Ermine. She said, he said this to her. He's like, Ermine, you uh, you have told me many things that are difficult to believe. Are they true? And Ermine replies, Believe me, my dear sir. Uh, that in the name of the Savior, whom I will soon receive, I have never lied to you, and there is no oath that I would take uh, in, to that effect, uh, and I would rather have my head cut off than willingly commit perjury before God. So, so this is France, so did they then cut her head off? <laughs> Again, <laughs> this a little is where too the early <laughs> It'd be funny, like if if Jean like this was real, everything was real, but like she lied to him once and he knew it. And it was over something real petty. She like she she didn't she, she borrowed, ate like, that cheese already. She borrowed a Bible <laughs> and was just like, "Oh, I gave that back to you." Just like, Thank I, know you know, I know I you, know you, you fucking dumb bitch. <laughs> so but I'll Ir- let that slide. Yeah, I get him for free. Ermine's visions began to bleed over into the daytime more and more, uh, especially in mass. Um, she would start to see uh, the statue of Jesus actively bleeding in church. Um, Sleep would... deprivation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, she... gift from God. Yep. Yeah. They're not. They're not separate. She would also, much like a Teletubby, uh, Teletubby's belly, the screen on its belly, see visions of baby Jesus in her Eucharist. And then she'd be like, oh, I don't know, it still tastes good, and swallow the whole thing, and slip into ecstasy. It's cool. Yeah, that sounds fun. Now, on August 14th, 1396, Ermine was given some relief. The Virgin Mary appeared to her, um, and the ceiling of her room, she, you know, she's like, Hey, sorry, you've been dealing with all this shit with these demons. And the ceiling of her room melted away. And Ermine was given a glimpse of heaven, hearing the angelic melodies. That's and, nice. Yeah. She's like, wow, that's what heaven looks like. I'm so glad I went through all this shit with, you know, toad sucking on my titties and getting shit kicked out of me and thrown out of windows <laughs> fighting santa yeah she's <laughs> like an, uh, like she sees the heavens and from the heavens falls a a thousand pound acme anvil squashed <laughs> <laughs> her all over the room <laughs> ermine knew that her time was close she had seen heaven and how did she know this i mean this is remember this is a smooth brain well as it turns out ermine had contracted the plague <laughs> 
Oh, no. Oh, shit. It must have been one of those uh, toads. Well. It must have. Yeah. In or fact, flies. In fact, this entire year, she had had the plague. And and uh, Jean LeGraviere had not mentioned that in the visions until the very end of his visions thing. This whole time she had yeah. the plague. She had, she had the plague Ew. for the majority of these visions. Um, yeah. That was kind of like, you just did like a fight club twist on us. Right? That was, that was, I was not expecting that. She had the plague the whole time. To come in. <laughs> <laughs> so just to give you like a little bit of a sense of what it is to go through the black death of the plague, I don't think we really touched on it. You know, your skin starts to turn black. Giant bags of pus or boobons appear, starting from your lymph nodes, and your lymph nodes actually start to decompose. So your body rots inside out. Um, you start to cough up blood. You're shitting constantly, and your brain starts to swell and rot. So when she's talking about like flies building up in her brain and like her brain hurts, it's literally her brain swelling and like giving her and cut. rotting away from the inside, yeah. like. <laughs> She's got so many extra tits, too. <laughs> they're not hot. Yeah. Just melting tits. So Ermine sur succumbed to the plague on August 25th, 1396. And that is where Jean Le Gravier ends his visions of Ermine de Reem. Uh, he look at a sick, crazy widow who is constantly being molested by demons and animals. Because it wasn't the plague, and it wasn't just visions. You know, it, it was actual demons and it was demons demon and animals yeah yeah i mean like uh you know if it was just the plague how would have she got on top of that staple over yeah there? how yeah. would she have pissed the bed without water how would that guy have found those <laughs> shoes that were far away from her <laughs> yeah how would those people hear the demon calling her a whore <laughs> yeah never mind that they also had the plague <laughs> yeah. wait how did gene not get the plague I don't know. Taking confession. It, was, it did say that she got the plague from helping like a neighbor or something. I don't know. Some flea was on something and bitter. Yo, I'd be so mad. Mm -hmm. if my neighbor was like, yo, I'm kind of late to work. Can you help me with this flat real quick? Yeah, sure, buddy. You have the plague. You're dying now. Yep. You're gone. <laughs> you get to die. So, so Gene, after Ermine's death, you know, he had spent a lot of work. That was a full year of work, you know, doing confessions every day and writing everything. So Gene really pushed hard to make Ermine a saint after her death. He's like, I had to get paid for this at some point. She's obviously a saint. Yeah. But she has yet to be added to the list of saints and probably never will. <laughs> she earned it. Yeah. Um, although that doesn't stop Catholics. If you go into hardcore Catholicism, you know, if you're trying to be a monk or some shit like that or... They study her trials and tribulations, and they believe that, in fact, she was visited by demons, which I will repeat, she was visited by demons. Is she, uh, is she any level on the canonization list? Is she, like, a blessed or a I'm going to look it up right now. No, she is not. Nothing. Uh, yeah, not, she's never nothing. even got she's the blessing. She's just a case study. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the moral of the story is that Catholics are uh, religious weebs, with a whole <laughs> lore of magic and stupid fucking stories, and they're all secretly into BDSM. And that Bro, is Ermine. And a little bestiality. Uh, the Catholics today are a little different. You know, they don't believe in any of this stuff. 
They even believe in like COVID and shit. Yeah, they just believe in the thin blue line. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, they're like they really swung around. You and know how it's like it, it's like uh, and that Baltimore has a really good de- police department. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a case of history changing on us over time. We don't even remember. Mm-hmm. You know? Um. Well, Travis, thank you for bringing us all these demons. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's nice to take a break uh, from fake history and talk about real history. Yeah, talk about the stuff that affects the people on the ground, you know? Yeah. The, yeah. Li- the little man. <laughs> I I do, um, I want to do more of these. More saints. Uh, this one gave me a little glimpse into a few, stay tuned to Roast Morning, maybe you should sub- subscribe, or maybe you should uh, Patreon it. Cause we like, can talk about more demon stories. Yeah, I got a few more in the bag here. You know, yeah. a few Good. in the bag. I love it. I got a few more in the bag. I just got to find. I got to dig up the research. Okay, uh, we have a few other scripts almost done, so I'm excited to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. you have another one. I'm not gonna say what it is, but it's got uh, it's high pop- flying in the name. It's Papa John. It's Papa John. Oh, he's yeah, alive. Right. He's dead now. It's his career, actually. No, he's, yeah, he's dying later this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Watch <laughs> out. Dude, Shaq bought his business. He's dead. <laughs> um, what do you guys think? Speaking of, like, fake dead people, do you guys think that, that, um, that Paul McCartney conspiracy has any weight to it? You know, that he died back in the 60s, and the guy who's... Him now. Who's playing Paul McCartney is who yeah. do they think it is? I don't know. I, I don't know, but it's like he does look different enough. No, I think the there's a better theory that like Paul McCartney had John Lennon and George Harrison killed so that he could be the most popular Beatle left. Yeah, so he could come out with that song that came out on Halo on a Halo soundtrack that he did a music video like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that way, that way he could sing all of John's parts at his concerts. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well. The way I looked at it, <laughs> the queen wasn't going to annoy the soul. <laughs> did you see that music video they did for Halo? That was like the saddest thing in the world. No. I do not recall. Everyone look this it. up. <laughs> I'm going to Halo J- Paul McCartney of Beatles fame. Paul McCartney. There we are. Uh, Halo. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. He's Cortana. <laughs> Let's watch it. Yes. Oh, it's Destiny. Or no, is it Destiny? I don't know. It's the same uh, fucking game. Hope for the future. Oh, it doesn't even say. Is that game Destiny? <laughs> oh, no, Destiny. that's the AllSpark. What is that from? Halo. Oh, it's Halo? But, okay. But that thing Destiny. is... No, but yeah, you're right. The big thing in the back is Destiny. So what's the deal? Like, you get to a, you get a certain amount of money, and you just kind of look like Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens. Because he looks just like her. Maybe it's the other way around. No, I think as everyone starts to slowly look like Ellen or Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Or yeah, Joe he Pesci. looks like a lesbian, man. Oh, yeah, this is definitely Destiny. Dude, like, fuck the White Album, fuck Trojan Peppers. It's all about a a hope for the future. How happy would John Lennon be to see this? (laughs) If I I could show John Lennon any piece of content since he died, it would be this. Like, right as he's he's laying on the floor, that fucking... Hey, hey, here's your legacy. Yeah. (laughs) 
And that's Roast Morning Cast, fellers. Yeah, go home and listen to Paul McCartney. Hope for the future. And while you're doing that, hope for your own death. Because that's where we're all going. We want to be quick. Good night, everyone. Bye. We love you. Thank you, Shan. Thank you, Travis. This is so such a weird video. Thank you.